Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. So it's not a sin in your church to have an abortion? That's the kind of conversation we would have finding out your story, where you're from. God's the judge. People have to live to their own conviction. The science is clear. The Bible is clear. And if we're honest, our intuitions are clear. We know what we're killing. We're killing a human being. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hello, this is Wretched Radio. It is Witness Wednesday in Atlanta. Specifically, Decatur, Georgia, is where we are because we are hoping, and I mean hoping, to find somebody to talk to at a brand new fishing hole. Okay, let's be honest, it's going to be a one-time shot. Columbia Theological Seminary. We are here at the Presbyterian Church USA Seminary in Atlanta, Georgia, and it is my hope that we are going to find men and, well, Here it's women studying for the ministry who can articulate the gospel. That's our hope. We didn't come here to see if how bad it is. We came here to see hopefully how good it is. Because remember, we want the nominations to go well, to do things rightly, to be preaching the truth. Columbia Theological Seminary is a lovely place. Now, it's not huge, but I got to tell you something. For starters, just aesthetically they're doing a bang-up job. I mean, if you can judge a denomination by its seminary campus, this is looking fine. This, this, this is very classic sort of seminary vibe. If you can imagine, everything is, is a dark red brick building, really looking very German more than anything. It's really got a, got a, got a, well, a German flavor to it. It looks like an old-fashioned university. This would be the place where they'd make a movie and you would just feel like, ooh, that's the way a school should be. It's lovely here. In fact, the sidewalks are a bricks. Wow, somebody had some money when they made this place. Big, mature trees every place. And the only people who that I can see right now are actually playing tennis, which is why this might not go well. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to fin- wait for these four guys to actually finish hitting the little ball around, because I'm assuming that they are seminarians here. What's the difference between the PCUSA, which is where I'm sitting at their lovely seminary? Wow, it's a nice place. I'm telling you, this is it just feels like you should be studying Greek and he I wonder if they study Greek and Hebrew here. That would be interesting. Hey, hey, here's what I'll do. Before we get to the difference between the PCUSA and the PCA, these guys are actually sitting underneath the shade taking a break. And let's find out if we've got some seminary students. If they are, they're a little bit on the older side. So maybe they're profs here. I don't know for sure. Let's see if I can get these guys to chat with me actually through the fence. And hopefully they're less winded than I am. Hey, gentlemen. Hey, I don't want to wreck your game. Could I talk to you on just for a moment about this seminary? Are you? Do you guys go to school here? No, we no, don't know no, anything. No. Have it. We just play here. You just play here, yeah, and they don't know. kick you off. It's no. just beautiful. No, no, no. So they, they, they've been here for years. We play. You got wait. Would you talk? Tell me this on the radio. Would you be so kind? Oh sure. All right. So what's uh, you just you just play here? Is that right? Just play here. We play and pray. You play and pray. Are you Presbyterians? No. 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 I want somebody to tell me about Presbyterianism. What are you, sir? Tell me what you are. I'm not any. You're nothing. You're a nothing. (laughs) Sir, what are you? Episcopalian. You're Episcopalian, and sir, you are a? Non-denominational. You're a non-denominational, but you're a Christian. Uh, No. 
You're not a Christian. No, wait, come here. Wait a second. You got to get a little closer, otherwise nobody can hear you through the the, no. the thing. Okay, so you're non-denominational, but you're not a Christian. You're a non-denominational what? Um, a little closer. Would you be so kind? Spiritually correct. Right. Um, spiritually correct. I don't know how I put it into words. Actually, I never thought about it. I never thought about how I would put it into words. All right. But when you said Christian, it seemed like that was limiting. Okay. Well, what what would you you believe in God? Uh huh. Who do you think it is? Oh, what do you mean? Who? Like who? Who is God? A spirit that created us all. Okay. On the earth. And... Is it the God of the Quran, the Bhagavad Gita, no, 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 the no. Bible? No, not any of the man-created stuff. Okay, so who who created your God? Who who came up with the idea of your God? Um, I don't know. I don't you have did. An answer to that? Yeah. Well, I hardly will take credit for it. <laughs> so how do you know that this God actually exists? Oh, I don't. You don't? No, and it's not that important to know for sure. I don't think. Well, unless that God requires something of us, then it's important to know. Well, that, would, that seems um, funny to me. Why? Be a, because uh, why would why would that uh, entity require that? Well, because he made you, and he lets you play tennis today. Right, but why would he require that you um, know his origin or um, these sort of concrete things that people want to know so badly, I guess. Why? Well, why uh, let me, I'll, I'll try to explain it. How's about because he's God, he made everything, right. and he's the one who's worthy of your attention more than even tennis. Well, attention, what do you, when you say attention, what are you referring to? Obedience. Oh. Obedience. Wow, that made you recoil. Well, I mean, I just think that's so man-made, it's really um, peculiar. That's a strange... Well, let's say, let's say, like, let's say it's... All of a sudden, let, I was like in grade school, at Catholic school. So obedience is a bad thing. It's not a necessary thing. I mean, there's not, there's no need to be um, isn't obedient. It, isn't it anarchy without obedience? I don't necessarily believe that to be true. Do you have I a mean, white? Do you have, do you have kids? By, I do. Uh huh. Do you want them to be obedient? Um, I do, but not in the way I want a dog to be. Well, so there's varying degrees of obedience. No, there's. Um, I don't care for the word obedient. I guess no. I don't want them to be obedient. You don't want them to do what they're told to do. Um, not just for the sake of doing it, not just for the sake of being told. In other words, wouldn't it be a shame if later they were uh, simply answered to any uh, person of superiority to them and did as they were told? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. That, that aside, because you're the father, you made them, if you will. Right. Don't you expect them to do what they're told? Well, I don't expect the people of yes, you to do, do what Ahmadinejad is asking. Yeah, not talking about Ahmadinejad. You want your kids to do what they're told? Not everything I tell them. Really? Oh my gosh, I can be a bitch sometimes. Really? Yeah. I've never heard a man call himself that before. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm a gay man, so I sometimes refer to, and, and I'm a stay-at-home dad, so I'm kind of the mom. So I, I, I see. Refer to myself as mom. Re- so, so just because <laughs> you're a gay man, you can be that. Well, I don't know if you can or can't. I oh, okay. Like, I don't know. Not a lot of guys use that term. You are correct. Okay, so but you you do want so obedience is a good thing in some form, right? Um, I just the the term obedience to it me bugs implies, you. Yeah, it implies um, submissive. What's wrong with versus, that? Versus um, why is that bad? Um. I think it can put you in a very compromised position in life. I mean, in general, in life. If I listened to what authority figures told me what to do, I wouldn't be where I am in my life. Well, playing tennis can give you a stroke, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Obedience can be a bad thing. It can be abused, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing if it is right. Correct? Um, 
Yeah, as as you phrase it, I guess. Yeah, I would agree. I'm guessing. All right, I'm not a I'm not a psychoanalyst. I don't work in a carnival, so I can't guess your weight. I'm guessing though, you hate the whole obedience idea because if you have to be obedient, that might require you to behave in a way you don't want to behave or to give something up you don't want to give up. Um, no, you're. I, I keep going back to the same point. I feel like you're kind right. of missing it. All right, I'm sorry. Obedience meaning that I would do as someone in authority would tell me to do. In other words, as the Help me. I'm, I'm trying to follow you. You say that's Alabama that's bad says, or good. It's the state of Alabama states that I can't adopt children. So that's a that's a, an authority figure. Would you not say the legislative body of the state of Alabama? Yes. So um, that is um, unacceptable and intolerable to me. So obedience in that. So you've thrown that, out the baby with the bathwater. You've thrown out all obedience right. because you don't like one rule. Well, I question authority. That's for sure. Okay. So obedience. To but me if God if God exists. Like the the God maybe of this Presbyterian seminar. He, wrap it up we're playing to, oh, are, he's, still he's still on the phone. He's got big things going on, okay. big deals to cut. All right, so if if God is your creator and he's your maker and he has rules. He and does? He, he com- oh, sure, he's got lots of rules. Who, who, oh, yours does. I mean, why do you say that? Well, he's either mine or he is. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if he's my God or not. The question is if God exists. He either exists or he doesn't. It's either true or it's false. Correct? But he doesn't, whether he has rules or not, is, I guess, a, a matter of opinion. Well, that's that could be true, but I think the case can be made that he has rules. For instance, our conscience tells us that he has rules. That little courtroom in our brain that says, I've done wrong, I, I've got an uneasy feeling about my behavior. Do I think that's that pretty good. from him? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. It has to, because it's universal. Yeah. And there's no way that we can even know what right and wrong is or have a twinge of bad feeling if there isn't an objective moral authority. Really? Yeah. Oh, so I disagree. Other, otherwise, I there's otherwise there's feelings. I know you disagree. I mean, I I think that's funny that you think that people are not don't have the um, the ability to discern right from wrong without that message coming from. Well, I think God. we do have the ability to discern right from wrong, but it still comes from Him. Otherwise, we would all have different understandings of murder, rape adultery, all of those things, but we really have a universal agreement on those things. Has to come from a universal moral authority. Otherwise well, we we'd be disagreeing. Sure. Yeah. You what? No we, don't, we certainly don't have universal um, agreement on rape? rape. Who says it's good? Uh, oh, Iranians do it. Iraqis do it. I mean they're the misogynist um, uh, I mean, it's just a common. Is, if a woman is raped, it's their fault, right? Uh, if a woman is, yeah, you know what, and and, and, and you know what, and, and wouldn't you agree that that is? We we agree that that's a bad thing, correct? Yeah, a lot of us yeah, agree it's certain things, yeah. but that doesn't make us unanimous, right? Well, okay, I know it's fair, 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 do is fair enough. To raise his kids with a conscience of right and wrong. It's but like how do you know what right and wrong is? Well, that's what he's doing the best he can. So he's making it up. So you want to go look on so, the wall and see who's who's the So he is the rule maker. He gets to make decisions, and he helps to guide. The kids also see around them what they think is right or wrong and discuss it. I did when I was growing up. My family, we talked about it. Is this good? Is that okay. good? Right. Okay, he's off the telephone. Gentlemen, maybe it's your next break. Thank you very much. Sure do appreciate it very much. Uh-huh. So in other words, we're God. We'll pick it up <laughs> at the Columbia Theological Seminary in Decatur, Georgia, Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. Just because Roe v. Wade is overturned, that does not mean the battle for life is over. Would you please consider supporting 
Preborn Ministries, providing ultrasounds that genuinely save lives. That ultrasound changed everything for me. It really did. That made it all worthwhile to know that I was going to have a little blessing. And when she got here, it was just, oh my gosh. <laughs> Another woman who chooses life because she saw an ultrasound. Her life, and obviously her baby's life, changed. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. The war for life continues to rage. Would you please engage in the battle and support preborn centers at preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched. Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. Here's a fun fact. Did you know Todd also hosts a daily TV program? Yep, that's right. Wretched TV is a daily 30-minute program containing live witnessing encounters, conversations about tough theological issues, and like a jillion other things. And you can find Wretched TV pretty much everywhere. It's airing on over 135 Christian TV networks. You'll also find the show on streaming services like Roku, American Gospel TV, Answers in Genesis TV, Amazon Fire TV, and as always, very trustworthy and reliable, wretched.org. This, of course, is only possible because of our gospel partners. It's through their kindness and generosity and commitment to the gospel that we're able to reach millions of people all over the world every year. And so can I ask you to please pray about partnering with us in our efforts to preach the gospel, equip the saints, and strengthen the local church. You can find out more about becoming a Wretched Gospel Partner at wretched.org slash donate. How's inflation been treating you if costs for health insurance are skyrocketing in your home? Would you please visit MediShare.com slash wretched. Affordable biblical health sharing. Christians paying for other Christians' medical bills, which means you don't have to worry where the money is going for mm, bad stuff. Second of all, you can save on average $500 per month. And finally, MediShare, it's the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works, and the members, including myself and Mrs. Friel, love it, which is why their customer satisfaction rate is double traditional health insurance. If inflation has got you down, call up the people at MediShare, 844-34-BIBLE or MediShare.com slash wretched. Attributes of God. God is just. Since he is the standard of right and wrong, every judgment he makes is right and just. He rewards good and punishes evil. The good news for sinners is that the just God offers to justify you through the atoning work of Christ so that your sins are punished on the cross and Jesus' righteous deeds are accounted to you. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. We are at Columbia Theological Presbyterian... No, let me get this right. Columbia Theological Presbyterian Seminary. That's it. And it is the seminary, and it's a pretty one. I got to tell you something. Of the Presbyterian Church USA, my understanding is they are the liberal one. The PC America, they are the more conservative one. This is a lovely place. I'm telling you. 
nice campus here in Decatur, Georgia, and there's a woman sitting on a bench. I hope she goes to school here or has something to do with this school so we can learn about this place. Let's find out together. Hello. You're Linda, aren't you? Cool. Are you a teacher here by any chance? I am not. I'm a student. Oh, could I talk to you on the radio for a minute? Sure. I want to... Can I sit right there? Would that be okay? Because what I've learned is if I squat down like that, I have a very difficult time getting back up. All right. Linda, tell me, what, what makes this seminary distinct compared to other denominations, specifically between Presbyterian Church USA and mm-hmm. Presbyterian Church America. This is PC USA, correct? Correct. Okay. How is it different from PC America? Well, for one thing, women are in seminary here. They are not in Women seminary. pastors then PC USA. Right. PCA okay. does not have women All right. That's a big one. Or elders or deacons. Or deacons too. Correct. All right. So they don't ordain women. So that's one way that's different. Okay. That's a big one. What else? Uh, the PC USA has a broader book of confessions if that makes sense i understand that confessional churches so we have a broader book um, meaning you have more creeds more confessions through the ages the pca uh, sticks with the westminster confession of faith and catechisms and you have things like the heidelberg confession right right heidelberg scott's now, Linda, may I ask, going, just going back to the first issue you brought up, mm-hmm. the Heidelberg and the Scots Confession, mm-hmm. what do those confessions say about the role of women at any level? I'm not sure the Heidelberg says much at all, okay. honestly. It's more of a personal, devotional thing. But the, Westminster, uh, does it speak about role of women? Well, I, I think it, it certainly is more... Um, that it is men who have certain leadership roles in the church. Okay. It's a much more traditional. So then help me out if, and we're making a bit of an assumption here, mm-hmm. if the Westminster Confession limits the offices to men and the mm-hmm. PCUSA includes women mm-hmm. but says that they adhere to the Westminster Confession. Well, we have a whole broad book of confessions in that. So, but, we see them as historical statements okay. and that they have a historical context. They are not um, binding for all binding time. Binding for all time okay. in the same way the, that we see and understand the Word of God. We don't hold them in the same. I would think that would have to be the connection because if right. they're based, if the creed is based on the Bible, then if right. I'm doing we A plus B and B equals C. And like they were written in a certain period, a certain time for a certain instance. The Bible us. too. No, no, no. The confessions, we see that as... But written. what did they base their theology on? Well, they based it on their understanding of the Bible at the time. But they're also, for instance, the Barman Confession is one of our confessions. Okay. Okay. And that was written during the rise of Nazism in Germany. And it was, the state is not in charge of the church. Christ is the head of the church. And that our conscience has to follow Christ. And so it was written for a very, very specific incident. But we still hold that. And so today, sometimes we're looking and saying... Huh. Is the state our religion or is the church our religion? So we see that there are certain things that are very important for us to understand from the Barman statement, but yet not exactly always relevant for what we're doing. Now, today. what about the Bible? What is the PCUSA attitude towards Scripture? That it's the Word of God. Um, expand on that for me. Is it infallible, inerrant? No, we don't use those words necessarily. How we come? use those words that they're, it's inspired. I think because um, we see the Word of God, in, again, as uh, living, as written, as preached. 
all of those are the Word of God, but we also know that they have come, uh, it's inspired, it's come through uh, the writings of, of uh, human beings. We also know that it's living and that each time you read it, again, in your circumstances and in your uh, understanding of Scripture, that we all interpret Scripture. No matter, even people say they don't interpret Scripture. That they I agree. Just take it. Yeah, you know, I agree. We, we all come to Scripture in the way with what we bring to it, and um, but we don't use the word inerrant. So how do you now? Do now there will be some Presbyterian ministers who do. So I'm not going right. to say that they're not PCUSA who. who okay, then will. speaking for yourself, uh-huh. how do you know which parts of the Bible? Are right and which ones are? I see. I don't think that makes them right or wrong. I mean, I don't think that. I don't think that's the right question. Uh, what's the right question about inerrancy? Um, it's not that. I think you know God's truth is in, through, under, above, all throughout all those words, and it's okay to question the words and the question because God authority comes from the author, not from what's written on the page. So you. You understand, uh, you know, I think interpretations change and, and you use scholarship so what's and you the, what's use the Holy Spirit and you use, um, but inerrant means that there's never an error. I mean, we know. But didn't the Holy Spirit inspire scripture? But you can look at translations and see that there were some things that were different. And the Bible argues with itself. I mean, so. All right. What about exclusivity of Jesus? Does the PCUSA say that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven and that somebody must know Jesus in order to go to heaven? We are Christocentric and that we do hold that Jesus died for our sins. Jesus is um, that. But we also say that it's really up to God and that there, that Jesus is both our judge and our redeemer and that there's no judge as gracious as our redeemer. So if I, I'm trying to understand then, it sounds like you can be a Christian and go to heaven, but others might also go to heaven who are not Christians. We say it's not our decision. That's God's decision. That, that yes, Jesus is the judge and redeemer of all. So it's a possibility. And it's up to God. So a good Buddhist or a good Jehovah's Witness or a good Muslim could go to heaven. You know, I'm not going to say that's outside the realm of God's possibility. What I would hope is that through my life and my understanding of who Jesus Christ is, that my life can share with others the gospel of Jesus and the way I live it, and also in the things that I say, and that people will be drawn and understand God's grace and forgiveness in that way. Okay. So it's a possibility. Right. I'm not going to rule it out. Okay. But I'm not, but I don't speak for everybody in the PCS. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Okay, So if I came to you, are you studying to be a minister? I am a director of Christian education in a church, and I am working on an advanced degree called a doctorate of educational ministry. Okay. So if I'm I, already working in a church. So. Okay. So if I came to you, I'm, I'm, uh, I've seen you at the grocery store, mm-hmm. and you've been uh, exhibiting some qualities that I find <laughs> intriguing. And I say, Linda, you're different. I want what you have. What would you say to me? I would invite you uh, to read some of the gospel 
the Gospel of John, Gospel of Mark, uh, to discuss it with me. I invite you to see what you see, what have you learned about this person of Jesus. Um, I would talk with you about my understanding of uh, the person of Jesus and his ministry and his call to us. Um, for me, how Jesus lived is important and uh, and a guiding uh, force in the way I try to live my life. And you use the term Jesus as a person. Is he more than a person? Yes. What is he? Well, fully human, fully divine. Okay. Now I ask you, Which Linda. Which is a mystery. Here's the... Uh, Here's the problem that I've got. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time sleep at night. I have a bad feeling if I die, I'm going to a bad place. Mm-hmm. What must I do to go to a good place? What would you say to me? There's not, I don't think there's a simple formula to make you sleep better at night. I would, I think you have to draw close, you know, even people who are sure of their salvation don't sleep well at night, I think. I think there's still people who are afraid that they haven't done quite enough. Or, I mean, Luther couldn't sleep at night. He was always afraid. He yeah, but he's not a Presbyterian, enough. so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but he helped us get to where we are. Okay, um, so I can't ever have peace with Christianity? No, you can. I'm just saying that I can't give you the magic words to have peace with Christianity. Okay, I'll be, I'll be uh, more specific. Linda, I've done some bad things. Mm-hmm. I need to have my sins forgiven. What must I do? You ask God for forgiveness, and you believe that God has forgiven you. And if you're honest that you're in your forgiveness, I think then God will forgive you. I believe God will forgive you. For sure? For sure. That would help me sleep at night. If that would help you sleep at night, that's good. That I would mean, do the you, job. If you're honest in that forgiveness. I mean, if you're honest in that. I mean, and... Jesus did go further with the woman uh, that the people wanted to stone because she had committed adultery. He did tell her her sins were forgiven, but he he also said, no, and go and sin no more. So do I have to... Repentance is a change. Repentance means literally to turn around and go a different direction. And if I do that, are all of my sins forgiven, past, present, and future? Sure. Okay. All right. Linda? Appreciated the time. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. You're very helpful. And re- you need and to know that I am not. For the record, speaking for not the speaking for the PCUSA. Those are the views of Linda and Linda only. Fair enough. Appreciate it very much. Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. California megachurch Saddleback Church, founded by Rick Warren, was finally, yes, I said finally, disfellowshipped on Tuesday from the Southern Baptist Convention over having a female pastor. Officials of the executive committee voted out one of the largest churches in the United States less than a year after Warren delivered his final sermon as Saddleback's senior pastor and ushered in lead pastor Andy Wood and his wife Stacy, who was ordained as teaching pastor at the church. Due to the church continuing to have a female functioning in the office of pastor, which is completely unbiblical, SBC Executive Committee Chairman Jared Wellman said in a statement that the convention ousted the 43-year-old megachurch as it is not in friendly cooperation with the SBC. It took nearly two years for the church to be disciplined after Warren first ordained three female pastors, but it is a step in the right direction. California Democrats and activists are working to outlaw multiple uses of police canines in the state. And can you guess the reasoning cited? Historical racism. 
Assembly Bill 742, introduced earlier this month by Democratic Assembly members Corey Jackson and Ash Cara, seeks to end the use of canine units for arrest, apprehension, and crowd control. Police dogs would still be permitted in other situations such as explosive detections and search or rescue missions. According to the proposal, police canines remain a gross misuse of force and victimize black and ground people disproportionately. You listen to Reggie and you learn something new every single day because I had no idea, and I'm pretty sure most of you didn't either, that dogs are racist. But not all dogs, just California police dogs. Well, Spain has passed a radical law repealing abortion restrictions and mandating pro-LGBT sex ed for children. The new law would strip informed consent requirements for abortion and create a public list of pro-life doctors and mandates homosexual and transgender ideology at all education levels. Apparently, Spain decided to get progressive and liberal all in one big fell swoop. But in Hungary, it's quite the opposite. Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban delivered his State of the Nation address recently in which he doubled down on his government's commitment to protecting children from gender propaganda, which he linked to pedophilia. After spending much of his speech talking about the economic situation of Hungary and the difficult situation in the Ukraine-Russia conflict, Orban ended his speech with the Savo, quote, Let us say it how it is. Pedophilia cannot be forgiven. Children are sacred to us, and it falls to adults to protect children at all costs. Amen to that. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is the art and science of interpreting Scripture. One key principle of hermeneutics is the analogy of Scripture. If God is consistent and the Bible is God's Word, then the Bible is consistent. We can then use Scripture to interpret Scripture, understanding less clear verses in light of clear verses. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio. It is Witness Wednesday. We are in a new location today. Today, we are at Columbia Theological Seminary in Decatur, Georgia. This is a gorgeous campus, and I'm going to try to talk to a man on a bench, kind of a dapper-looking fellow sitting underneath a tree. Sir? Hello. Hey, while you're sitting here, could I ask you a couple of questions? Do you go to school here? I am applying today, as a matter of fact. So you want to go to school here? I do indeed. You're a dapper fella, I got to tell you. Yay team. You're a a (laughs) well-heeled man. (laughs) Sir, why do you want to go to school here? I have been looking for a seminary to provide models on ethics for quite some time. Okay. I haven't been able to find one. I've been able to find business schools public health schools and schools of social works. And then I recently looked at some literature on Columbia Theological Seminary, and they actually take on applying models of ethics and making them available to the global marketplace. So what do you want to do when you're done with your degree? I want to develop the ability of neighborhood leaders, community leaders, and faith leaders. Okay. And you want to do that with Christian principles? Uh, I do want to do that with principles of ethics that are willing to embrace Christian principles as the foundation for communication. So that then they would be Christian principles, wouldn't they? Let's hope so. 
<laughs> and uh, would you also embrace uh, Buddhist principles or Islamic principles? Well, principles that apply love are principles that apply love. The Christian faith is not the only faith that applies principles of love. So as long as it's love, you're good to go. As long as it's love, I can consider it without bias. Okay. And are you a Presbyterian, sir? I am a practicing Presbyterian. Good. I've been looking for one. I, what is the difference between the Presbyterian Church USA, which is what this is, sure. and the Presbyterian Church America? Well, the application of principles um, can be a lifelong asset of pure, fundamental Christianity. What is pure, fundamental Christianity? Give it to me in two sentences. Well, people have different definitions for it. What do you think? My definition is it fundamentalism excludes people who don't have a relationship to discipline. That don't have a relationship to discipline? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Well, a discipline is a prescribed... Oh, to a discipline. Okay. Yes. I thought you meant like spanking a child. No, no, no. Sorry. No, 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 no. To a discipline. So let me see if I understand that rightly. Okay. A fundamentalist excludes somebody who is not a Christian or a Buddhist or a Hindu or a religious person. Is that what you just said? A fundamentalist excludes someone who doesn't have a powerful relationship to discipline. Okay. What does that mean? That means that... You haven't been developed in following instructions without question. Okay. Who do you think God is? God is the absolute, unequivocal expression of love. love right. And who? what's his name or her name? God has many names. Okay. Many, many, many names. Now give me one. Give me the big one. The big one is God. Uh, give me the second big one. Jehovah. Uh, so the God of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Is the God in the Old Testament the same as the God in the New Testament? No question. Okay. So is Jesus God? No. Jesus is not God. He's not. Who no. is he? Jesus is the Son of God. So he's not God? No, no. No. Is he a person? He was a person. What is as he an, now? As an expression. But that never was all that he was. He was always more than a person. Jesus okay. was always, always, always more than a person. What was he? Well, if he was more than a person, what was he? Spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he was a person and a spirit, but he wasn't God and man. The argument can be made that he was an expression of God as man. An expression. Mm-hmm. Okay. But not God himself. Nope. All righty. Then what does somebody need to do, in your opinion, sir, yeah. to, as a Presbyterian Church USAer? Yeah. I sit next to you on the bench and I say, sir, you're well-dressed. Clearly you understand what I must do to go to heaven. What must I do to go to heaven? You must love the Lord thy God with all thy soul, all thy heart, and all thy might. Okay. Additionally, you must love thy neighbor as thyself. Let me summarize. So it sounds like I've got to love God and do good things and then I'll go to heaven. No. Missed it then. Yeah. All right. Explain it to me. Well, when you say do good things, do good things according to who? God, I presume. Well, 
each individual has their own personal relationship with God. And what's good for one person may not be good for another. Can I determine who God is myself? Always. Okay, I'm looking. What kind of tree is that? It's a big one. It's a beautiful tree. I what think, is it? I think that's an oak tree. I think so too. You just don't see them a lot here. Okay, I believe that oak tree is God. Is that oak tree God? The oak tree can be an expression. Nothing can be God. But I thought you just said that I could make up my own God. No, I didn't say that. Oh, sorry. Okay, so that tree is an expression of God, but the tree is not God. Absolutely not. And what do you mean when you say it's an expression of God? Is it? Is he in it? Is he showing himself through it? What's going on with that tree? When something is an expression of something, it illuminates particular aspects of it that you can see, touch, feel, and hear. And a tree does that. So I can touch the tree and understand God? Is that what you said? No, you can touch I'm not the... getting it, am I? Well, <laughs> nobody... This is not going well really, for me. Nobody is going real well. <laughs> nobody really gets it. And nobody will ever get it because it's not capable of being grasped in its totality by the human mind. That's one of the beauties of God, I think. Okay, so can I be a Buddhist and go to heaven? Any human being can go to heaven. Can I be a Buddhist and go to heaven? I have no idea whether you can be a Buddhist and go ahead, go to heaven. But I know that any human being can go to heaven. Okay, fair enough. But let's say I live my life as a Buddhist, yes. and I die today sitting on this bench. Where will I go, according to you, a Presbyterian Church USAer? You will go according to your relationship with God. And that's only between you and him. And no one else can decide it or pass judgment upon it. I don't really believe in God. I think that there is maybe a force out there. And maybe if I get rid of all of my desires, and I've done a pretty good job of that, but not completely. I believe that I'll just be connected to a great big nothingness. What will happen to me now? Well, belief is in the moment. And in the moment that you transition, there's no telling what you'll have access to. Ah, so I've got a second chance after I die. No, the moment that you die, or the moment that you make your transition, no one knows when that is. Not even you. And no one knows what you'll be thinking then. You mean when, the transition when I die? Is yes. that what you mean? Yeah, you don't know what you'll be thinking then. Okay. You have no idea. So I might become a Christian at the last second. You might have a relationship with God at the last, se- at the last second. That gets you into heaven. But it doesn't matter what I understand God to be as long as I've got a consciousness of it. You don't get judged because of it. It does matter. It matters between you and him. Okay. All right, sir. Thank you very much. Now you're going to register right now? I am on my way to do that. All righty, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time very much. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. Go get him. Okay, we'll do that. You're a snazzy man. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Uh... This is a, here's what I'm thinking, if that's a fair representation, and uh, and I don't know that it is or not, of the Presbyterian Church USA, specifically the seminary here in Decatur, Georgia, if he were the professor and writing a test and I had to answer those questions and he was going to grade me the way that he 
gave the answers, <laughs> I'd be in big trouble. That's all I'm saying right there. Now, we let's remember, we don't know if he's going to get accepted at seminary here. And I don't know, this could be one of those seminaries that accepts somebody no matter what their theology is, no matter what they think, because they th- figure, well, we'll get him in here and we'll get him straightened out. If you ask me, a seminary should be a place where you have to fill out an application, give a theological statement that you believe and adhere to, and then they accept you based on those merits. Not trying to change somebody from A to R in this case. <laughs> oh boy. Gotta tell you something. I was I was I was hoping for a little bit more. Just a little bit more as it had to do with the gospel. All right, when we come back, here's what we'll do. We'll 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 take a little tour through the bookstore and what do you know? There's a fella on a bench, and who could ask for more when you're trying to witness to somebody or find out more about the PCUSA? That's what we'll do when we return. Learn more about the Presbyterian Church USA. Anybody? Anybody getting interested in signing up? Anybody? Anybody? Any? Any? It's Witness Wednesday here on Wretched Radio. For your consideration, not one but two ways that you could strengthen the local global church, the Masters Academy International, training men in Los Angeles who then return to their home countries and open up mini seminaries to train pastors in their native land. That strengthens the local church. But there's another way you can do just that. We are partnering with the Masters Academy International to send Bibles to the Philippines, not just any Bible, MacArthur Study Bibles, to believers in TMAI-trained churches. These efforts strengthen the local church. Would you please consider how many Bibles you might send, how many seminaries you might support overseas. To learn more, visit wretched.org slash pastor, or if you like the Bible sending idea, wretched.org slash Bible. There's a reason we talk so much about biblical counseling around here. It's because it works. Transformed, our biblical counseling series, hosted by Dr. Greg Gifford and Dale Johnson, has returned for season number two. As a matter of fact, you can find it available now at transformed.org. Transform season two demonstrates powerfully that the Bible has solutions for our emotional problems. Doctors Johnson and Gifford don't merely teach biblical counseling, they show biblical counseling in action. In season two, you'll meet Christians that are struggling with the same things you likely are. Assurance, PTSD, anger issues, depression, discontentment, anxiety, self-pity, and much more. And you'll see with your own eyes that the Bible is sufficient for all of life, godliness, and our emotional challenges. Transformed Season 2, available now at transformed.org. That's transformed.org. Cool, very cool. The Tomorrow Clubs now have 106 clubs in Romania. This year marks the celebration of the 25th anniversary of our ministry. But also, it is a very important milestone for Tomorrow Clubs Romania. Now, Tomorrow Clubs Romania 
has 106 blocks. That means 106 villages are hearing the gospel proclaimed to the kids who get saved. They bring the gospel home. Parents get saved and local churches get strengthened. Would you please consider supporting the Tomorrow Clubs? Not only do they have hundreds of clubs in Romania, Ukraine, Russia, Albania, all over Eastern Europe, and now in Africa, would you please consider what might you do to bring the gospel to both Africa and to Eastern Europe? Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Important dates in Christian history. 1559. John Knox returns to Scotland to lead Reformation there after a period of exile in Calvin's Geneva. Knox founded the Presbyterian Church, which became a driving force in English politics and the American Revolution. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Everything you wanted to know about the Presbyterian Church USA, maybe. Hello, it's Witness Wednesday here on Wretched Radio. Actually, it's more like a witnessy Wednesday. We're not really witnessing. We're actually just asking people who are attending Columbia Theological Seminary, which is the seminary of the Presbyterian Church USA, what they believe. There's a man on a bench reading a book, and if I could possibly take him away from his studies, maybe he'll chat with me for a moment. Excuse me, young man. May I ask you a couple of questions for just a moment on the radio about this seminary? Are you a student here? Yeah. Cool. I want okay. I'm not a I'm not an enemy. I want to I want okay. I want I want to <laughs> ask you tell me what what are you studying here? Uh it's a doctor ministry program in uh gospel and culture. Gospel and culture. So what do you want to do with that degree? Well, that's a really good question. It's more of an ex- exploration right now than than a there's no goal at the end of this to sort of... Uh, what are you exploring? What am I exploring? Right now, Theories of Culture by Catherine Tanner. Okay, but th- what are you exploring <laughs> that you want to maybe... What do you... Uh, how, do, how do we engage the culture as a church in a, in a faithful way? Right, as a, what sort of conversation? As a lay person or as a minister? And as a minister. So are you a pastor now? I am. Oh, you are? Okay. And are you a pastor of a Presbyterian Church USA? Yes. And why did you choose that denomination? That's where I grew up. It's part of who I am. Did you explore any other denominations? Yes, actually. Good good question. My grandfather uh, was a Pentecostal preacher. And so I grew up kind of going to his church about half the time and... Uh, and finding my way to Presbyterian Church, my mother's church, about half the time, and uh, yeah, but but ultimately, I landed Presbyterian. What theological distinctive then drove you toward Presbyterian as opposed to Pentecostal? I'm not sure. There's a there's a conscious uh, there was a conscious effort uh, to to go away from one and, and towards another. It was more just this. Uh, it was a journey, you know. All right. So what would you tell me, do you think, is the finest distinctive of Presbyterian theology? What's the one where you go, I just love that one? Good question. Uh, I'm not sure. I think uh, the idea that, you know, putting Christ at the center um, is is real important for me. And they do that here. This is my third day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so far, so but you checked him out before you started coming mm-hmm. here, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you trust that you trust that being a PCSH um, 
institution that they they've got reformed theology going for them. So you're reformed. Uh huh. All right. What does that mean? Uh, reformed. Uh, well, it's basically fall in line with Luther and Calvin and uh, more Calvin. And and for me, coming up through Karl Barth and uh, Calvin and Barth. And for me, yeah, of course, yes, for sure. How do those two go together? Well, the idea of. Um, Gosh, you're really testing my my theology here today. You're the pastor here. Yeah. <laughs> right? Sure, sure. Uh, the idea of um, uh, the, the Christ being both the fallen and the uh, the, the uh, redeemed. All, uh, Calvin looked at it in, in, in a perspective where you've got... Uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Okay, Jesus has fallen. What does that mean? Jesus embraces the, the or, or is where the fallen sort of find themselves. In Christ, all are both crucified and, and redeemed. And what does fallen mean? Fallen away from God. Uh, disruption of communion with God. Sinners. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Do you believe in original sin? Sure. I mean, sure. I, these, I mean, you're asking me these questions. I, I, for one, come on. <laughs> What's the deal here? <laughs> we want to. I want to know what you think. Yeah. So I, I, well, it's not like you're, you're disclosing top secret information here. I know, but here. you're making me laugh here. This is a We're weird not, forum. This is kind of funny. I mean, you have to admit it's kind of a funny forum for this sort of thing. What asking theological seen... questions to a pastor at a seminary? No, well, with a <laughs> microphone in your hand. This well, is kind you know, of funny. okay. Pretend the microphone isn't here. Okay. Do you em- sure. do you embrace the concept of original sin? Um, gosh, man, again, uh, you want the idea of embracing? Do I do I think that there was a, the uh, the the idea that we're fallen away from God just kind of like because of who we are? Yeah, was, was, absolutely. Was I born a wicked, wretched sinner? I think I guess yes, but the question is: Is do I care? You know? uh, do you care? Not really. Why not? Because of the work of Christ, you know. Okay, fair enough. Now, as I understand it, and this is this is you could really help me with this. Define our, our tan on and not bad a day. It's a good day. Yeah. Can you think of anything better? <laughs> I think if we get a Slurpee from QT, that could be better. Now, what do you got there? Uh, on one hand, you have to understand I've got theories of culture, and on yeah. the other hand. Harry Potter. Yeah. See, this is what I'm doing. You're studying the- <laughs> Harry. Po- you're studying Harry Potter or trying to understand Harry Potter? No, movie six is coming out, so I want to make ah, sure that I'm... You're I'm, up to speed. I'm up to speed. So you can relate to the culture. Yeah, so I can enjoy the movie. Got it. Which brings us to pedo-baptism. What does that mean? No idea. No idea. That's a Presbyterian thing, though, right? I have no idea. You're a pastor. I am. Do you baptize babies? I do. What happens there? Ah... Uh, I have a pretty low sacramentology. Okay. Um, I look at it like when we baptize a baby, we're affirming something that God has already been done. Okay. And how did he do? How did that happen? How did that done doing happen? The work of Jesus. In that, in Jesus, all are here again. Both sort of, we're all, you know, we're brought into the family. Um, the dividing wall's been been broken down. Well, God revealed Himself in Christ and um, came out of sort of this came came from one side of um, you know fancy theologians say an ontological divide, but it, I don't you know I don't. So did I just hear you say? And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Did I just hear you say that everybody who is alive is in God's family? Yes. 
You heard me say it. All right. So you are a universalist. Yeah. So I lean that way, buddy. I, I that's you know, Mister Buddy to you, but okay. <laughs> so you think that the Muslim, the Jehovah's Witness, and the Buddhist are all going to the same place because of Jesus? Yes. Why are you a pastor? Because I felt called to be one. Why? To do what? To help folks experience. Um, God's love in ways in which in, in, in similar ways to in which I have uh, experienced God. I'll try to make I'll paraphrase that. You tell me if I'm right. Okay. There's other religions that are valid, sure. but you really dig Christianity, and you'd like other people to have that nice experience too. How'd they do? I think you did okay, but the, I mean it's it's not a complete. It's probably not a complete representation of my view, but I'll take it. Okay. Now. I want to take you back to this whole original sin thing, which yeah. you said you were okay with. Is a Buddhist, a Mormon, and a Jehovah's Witness born with original sin? I think we all are born huh? into a culture, into a world, where we, we, are, we are divided, we are separated from God. Okay, fair enough. Now, yeah. how does that Buddhist and the Jehovah's Witness and the Muslim, how do they get reconciled to God if they're a sinner? On the cross. How does that work get applied to them? God figures that out. That's a Jesus thing. You know, that work is applied to them just in that it happened. So faith in Jesus is not a requirement. Faith in Jesus will happen. I, you know, or I trust that God's, I, I trust that God's expectation of human beings um, will not... Uh, here's the way I think of it. There's nothing that we can do that will uh, that will overcome God's love for us. All right, so I'm not a Presbyterian, okay, but I'm familiar enough with you're the Westminster for, Confession. You're pretty good with it, though. All right, yeah, and I think it says that an individual must repent and trust Jesus to have his atoning work credited to their account. Right. This is the Westminster Confession. Right. I think Heidelberg says it, too. Yeah, so you've got a lot of confessions that, sure, probably say that. Yeah, but we don't take, you know, you don't, you don't take every piece of tradition and, and, and apply it, lay it on top of where we are right now, and just assume for it to be completely and ultimately right, fair, applicable. Fair enough. What about the Bible? Sure. Right. Isn't the Bible pretty straightforward that nobody comes to the Father but through Jesus? Sure. There, I, I absolutely agree that. Right. I absolutely so agree with he that. He commands people to repent and trust in him. I think that's that's yes, I totally agree that people should do that. But I think that nobody comes to the Father but through Jesus is absolutely correct in that um it just happens without them knowing about it. I, gosh, man, I wish I had a better answer for you. So Saddam Hussein is in heaven or hell? Gosh, man, you, I would think yeah. So Saddam Adolf Hitler? Dude, Genghis Khan. You I mean, who am I to say? A pastor? Yeah. Well, here again, I don't try to. I don't have these conversations about heaven and hell as if that's what we're here to, to worry about. You don't think we should worry about it? Mm. -mm. <laughs> and what if people are going there? Can we do full disclosure here? What are we up to? 
We're just doing radio. Uh, what okay. do you think about? What do you? I'm not like the police. I'm not going to tase you. I know you're not going to tase me. I think John John Knox might tase you I know. if he had I'm one. Awful. Handy. I mean, I'm not. I'm probably not a good Presbyterian, am I? I'm probably not a good pastor either. <laughs> Maybe I should reconsider what I'm doing. Uh. <laughs> I think we'll end it there. Hey, what's? You, you don't even have to tell me your first name. Shake my hand. You're a gentleman. Thanks for the chat. Get back to Harry Potter, would you? All right. Goodbye. See you. Until next time. Go serve your king.